0: I'm Paul Wiegraff, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio is the Executive Director of the Light Up the Queen Foundation and the Acting Director of the Office of Cultural Affairs for the City of Wilmington and no stranger to the show, Tina Betts. Welcome, Tina.
1: Thank you. Glad to be back, Paul.
0: So glad to have you here. And with the many hats that you wear, today's hat is that of putting together the DuPont Clifford Brown Jazz Festival. It's 30th anniversary
1: can't believe it's been 30 years and and uh, you know I, I don't know whether or not you knew this but 30 years ago I was there. Um, it was had a different name at the time it was called Jazz on the Square and then was changed a couple of years later with uh, um, some folks in the community uh, wanting to honor Clifford Brown came to the mayor and uh, asked to have the name changed and so now Clifford Brown's name appears in the title of the festival. That's great.
0: Let's let's get a little background. Uh, Some people who are newer to Wilmington may not know who Clifford Brown is, or not be as familiar with him and his connection to the city of Wilmington. What can you tell us about Clifford Brown and uh, as as the I mean the title character for the for the festival?
1: Well, he is you know he grew up in Wilmington. I mean he was actually born and raised in the city of Wilmington. And I know sometimes there are some artists who who come by, pass through, maybe are here for a little bit. But Clifford Brown is Wilmington's native son, born on the east side of Wilmington. As a matter of fact, um, his childhood, the site of his a childhood home, um, has a, a state historic marker there, letting people know where it was he grew up. I mean, he was a trumpet player. He wasn't on the scene for a very long time because he died at a very young age. He was 25 years old when he died in a, in a car accident. Um, but he made such a statement during the time that he was there, that uh, there are many people who are still on the scene who remember his work. Some even remember him and um, are still being inspired by what he brought to the the table in the world of jazz.
0: I mean, he really was a rising star in the world of jazz in the the 1950s. Exactly. He was a
1: rising star. And, you know, there's always been, there's been a lot of discussion about, well, what would he be doing now? Well, you know, we don't know. How he would have evolved as an artist—it's um, always a, a, a very interesting conversation to have with people. You know what Clifford Brown would be doing now, what he would think about the new music that's on the scene, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he—he uh, he was a rising star.
0: So, so this festival now uh, coming up on its 30th anniversary. You said you were here at the beginning. Yeah, you must have been five years old. I was, but. Uh, uh, let, let's talk a little bit. First of all, before we get into details of the of, of its, its evolution, um, let's start with some of the the logistics for this year for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, so when is it going to be? Where's it going to be? What's it going to look like?
1: Well, as a nod to the 30th anniversary, I mean, it's that's a significant anniversary. We are expanding the activities to be an entire week from June 17th, Sunday, June 17th, through. Um, Sunday, June 24th, and we're able to do that because we have some collaborative partners in the community. Um, the, main, the, the main stage uh, concerts will be in Rodney Square from June 20th through the 23rd, and I know that there um, has been some confusion about the dates, and that's because the, uh, the activities that happen before and after the main stage uh, concerts in Rodney Square are happening at other places. But it is a full week, June 17th through the 24th,
0: so the people who are who are uh, longtime attenders are familiar with the activities on Rodney Square, exactly. But you're expanding it both beyond uh, beyond that, both before uh, and after. Uh, that's right. On both okay.
1: ends, we're bookending um, the main stage concerts with the events kicking off with uh, the best of Duke Ellington Sacred Concerts. And I like to, um, on behalf mm. of the Episcopal Church of Saint Andrew and Matthews, um, say thank you to the Delaware Division of the Arts for supporting that effort. Um, anybody who um, has not heard the Duke Ellington Sacred Concerts or maybe not even heard about the Duke Ellington Sacred Concerts, it is a tour de force. Um, take a look, you know, go go and Google it and take a look at what uh, Duke Ellington called his most important work in his lifetime. And we'll be doing the best of three concerts that he wrote. So that will kick off uh, the, the week. Um, the day after, on Monday, we'll be in the community, right down the street from where Clifford Brown grew up and on the site of Twin Obelisk uh, to Brownie um, on Clifford Brown Walk during a community concert that will feature um, local Eastside resident Alfie Moss and her band um, as well as the Wilmington uh, Jazz uh, Youth Orchestra. Then on the other end, uh, we will close the week-long activities at the Queen with the Boise-Lowry Living Residency um, Jazz uh, graduates, uh, final concert Mm -hmm. so that's such Mm -hmm. a queen so you know because we're able to um, have the good fortune to be able to work with our colleagues and friends in the community we're able to have a whole week long of activities in honor of uh, of this festival
0: so our listeners can block out the week of june 17th through the 24th knowing that there's going to be a lot of jazz music being presented in wilmington now the the events on the 20 to 23rd at Rodney Square that's going to be open air.
1: Open air, right in Rodney Square, you, big stage. And
0: you got Rodney a Fair. big big stage set up on the one end, and people can bring their lawn chairs and their blankets. And what what time? What what's a time frame each of the days in Rodney Square?
1: Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's the 20, 20th uh, through the 22nd. The concerts will begin at six. Okay. On Saturday in Rodney Square, uh, the concerts will begin at two. Again, on Saturday, however, we have a partnership with uh, Barbara Gavados, um who was uh, with the Delaware Chamber Music Festival for many, many years. String players who played with her um, will be joining our boise Lara residency um, for a, a special presentation of new compositions at the Episcopal Church of St. Andrew and Matthews, and that will be at noon on the 23rd, before we come back to Rodney Square for the two 2 o'clock uh, main stage concerts.
0: So there, there are some indoor activities as well as the outdoor activities.
1: Absolutely, the kickoff at the at uh, the Episcopal Church of Saint, Saint Andrew and Matthews on the Sunday, uh, June seventeenth, as well as the Saturday, uh, the twenty third, back at uh, the Episcopal Church of Saint, Saint Andrew and Matthews, and then on Sunday at the Queen.
0: Now, will the Alfie Moss uh, performance on Clifford Brown Walk that'll be outside, I presume? Yes, so that would be outside. Blo- blocking off the the blocking, street.
1: Blocking off a part of okay. Clifford Brown Walk and. Um, No, thank you to uh, Xanthia Oliver, uh, the council member who is in that district. We will be handing out hot dogs and chips and and drinks uh, to the community. Alfie Moss is pulling together some additional activities, face painting and some other other things, as well as putting together a a short walking tour of the historic sites on the east side of Wilmington.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, um, I want to get into some of the details of who some of the performers are that you have lined up, but before we do that, Let's backtrack for a little bit. It's thirty years old uh, this year, thirtieth anniversary. Uh, it is the DuPont Clifford Brown Jazz Festival. Talk about the evolution of the festival over the last thirty years. Uh, I mean clearly, uh, it's it's no surprise to our listeners that DuPont has undergone some significant changes here in the Wilmington community over the past thirty years. How has, how has that uh, shaped, uh, how has DuPont helped shape the festival over the years, and, and how does their commitment uh, continue?
1: Without the, the level of commitment that DuPont has shown for well over a decade now to this particular event, um, this type of event could not happen in the city of Wilmington, quite candidly. Um, one, of the, one of the goals of an event like this is to have it totally accessible. To the general public, um, which is why it's free. Um, we don't want the cost of a ticket at any ticket price to be um, an impediment to somebody coming out to to enjoy what it is that we're offering here. So DuPont, um, as well as other sponsors, um, have been absolutely key to the continuation of this. And I and you know DuPont, um, their footprint has changed um, as far as physical presence in the city of Wilmington but I, I think that uh, their commitment to this festival and other um, things that they do in the community uh, speak to their, their continuing commitment.
0: And how, how have you seen the, the festival grow and evolve? Uh, does it look different today than it did 15 years ago? I mean, it, it has not only survived changes in the Wilmington landscape, uh, literally speaking, but also uh, uh, survived several transitions of mayors and administrations. Uh, how have you seen the, the festival take shape over the years?
1: Well, for the, the years that I've been involved with the festival, which has been about 18 out of the 30 years. I, I, somebody asked me that question the other day and I did the math. It's like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so about 18 out of the 30 years. And one of the things I said uh, when talking about this is, you know, as an artist, you're an artist. Um, and I like to think of myself as an artist. We evolve, and so do the various discipline of, disciplines of the arts. Um, you know, there are, um, if you take a look at any artist whose work has survived, um, who's, you know, who's left a legacy behind, if you look at their, you know, look at their work over the years, you will see that they, that they evolve, artists change. And so does jazz, so does jazz music, and so has this festival to to remain relevant um you 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 know what i try to do when curating this is to take a look at a combination of the young and the established so that you have young jazz artists who are you know bringing some breathing something new into the music uh, into you know just into the genre established artists who brings some tradition, but you know what I'm very happy to say is that even with the established artists, they are still exploring um, the arts. It would, you know, having um, not exploring the arts, having it, you know, evolve would keep it static and boring. Mm-hmm. So what we try to do is to um, have a you know book artist who speak to to jazz, but in a way that's not just steeped in only tradition hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, giving new voice.
0: Well, uh, let's take a look now at some of the artists that you have lined up. But first, let me remind our listeners who tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Tina Betts, the executive director of the Light Up the Queen Foundation and acting director of the Office of Cultural Affairs for the city of Wilmington. We're talking today about the DuPont Clifford Brown Jazz Festival coming up on June 17th through the 24th, uh, with events scheduled all week. Uh, the core events for the uh, that are traditionally done June 20th through the 23rd on Rodney Square. But kicking off, uh, Tina, you mentioned the uh, Duke Ellington Sacred Concert at uh, Saints Andrew and Matthew, yeah. right? Is that that's correct? Right. Yeah. That's uh, right. And and then wrapping up, wh- what's what's the capstone event at the end?
1: It's the Boise Lowry Living right, Jazz Residency Graduate right. Concert, right?
0: Okay. Well, now let's look at some of the artists, because be, before I, the station identification, you were talking about jazz, and and what was going through my head is. Jazz means so many different things to so many different people. Uh, there's the smooth jazz. There's you know, the, uh, all the way to. I'm not a jazz aficionado, yeah. so I don't know the right. terminology. Right. But I know that there's a wide range. Absolutely. Now, how how do your artists this year reflect that? Are there some that reflect more of the tradition of Clifford Brown jazz? You know, so how, how do you select and? And how does how does the programming reflect that?
1: Well, the the first the uh, first night in Rodney Square, the Wednesday night in Rodney Square, the, we're ending uh, the evening with the Clifford Brown uh, Big Band, a big uh, tribute band, um, led by Gerald Chavis, who's a, a local trumpeter, mm-hmm. and featuring Ernie Watts, who grew up. In Wilmington, a mm. saxophonist who grew up in Wilmington, and that definitely will, um, you know, feature a lot of the music that is identified uh, with with Clifford Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have on that night a, a, a young um, man who is a pianist. His name is Matthew Whitaker. He's making a big splash right now. Has been compared to Stevie Wonder. He's Wonder. He's a um, he's a, a he's, he's blind. Um, just you know. If you look at any of the industry magazines over the past few months, you're gonna probably find him mentioned. So, you know, that night we have, again, a mix of you know, the young and a mix of the established. Um, and, uh, you know, every night has a little bit of that. On Thursday, Arturo Sandoval, uh, the trumpeter who has been around for many years and has played Wilmington a couple of times, will uh, we'll end the evening. Um, but then we have, um, we have Miguel Zinan, who is a you know, he's he will bring an international uh, flavor um, to the festival and uh, Jane Bennett and her and her group. So, you know, if you look through the entire week, Brian McKnight on Friday night, who is you know identified with R and B with a little bit of infusion of jazz, will will end Friday night. We also have Lao Tizer um, and his his big group on Friday night, which uh, and again that that uh, Lao is a. Uh, uh, it's a smooth jazz artist, uh, Brian McKnight is sort of smooth jazz R and B, um, you know, a little bit of hip hop, and then we have a female diva, Mahal, again, who will bring a little bit of this the smooth pop sound on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, on on Saturday, we're ending it with Marcus Miller, um, and if anybody listens to uh, to Sirius FM, you'll you'll hear Marcus Miller on Sunday nights during his Miller time, <laughs> you know, with his his uh, steel str- uh, string uh, guitar. Um, so he will end on Saturday night. And throughout the day, we have a young man, uh, Scott Tixier, who's a violinist. Um, uh, we have a Sammy Miller and the congregation, a very young group. Um, so it's, you know, the, the, the lineup, I think, reflects as many of the textures of jazz music as we're able to fit in in the time uh, that we have to do it. And then when we bookend it with... Um, the, the string the new string compositions with Barbara Govatos and her group the classical string players along with the new generation of jazz players of the Boise Lowry you know again that adds just another another texture to this you know to this very wonderful um, and and home steeped art that we call jazz
0: and as you said earlier I mean that's the nature of jazz it is a perpetually evolving art form.
1: Thank goodness, and yeah. that's that's yeah. why it's still around. I yeah. mean, there was a time, you know, when we tried to kill mm-hmm. it because, you know, if you take any type of art, you try to put it in a box and say this is what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you're likely to strangle it. I mean, it will it will just die from mm-hmm. you know, it was, you'll mm-hmm. suffocate it. So you have to take the lid off, open the walls, and just let it breathe. Mm-hmm. And that's what we try to do with the mix of artists that we have um, at the uh, Dupont Clifford Brown Jazz Festival.
0: Yeah, I, it, so so for the person who says. Uh, I I don't like jazz. I mean, there's so many different types of jazz, and they're all reflected here, that there might be that one style that you, you're not comfortable with, but there are other styles that that really resonate.
1: That's exactly right. Uh, and you know, another reason the festival is free is it gives people a a, ch- a chance to to explore. You know, to come out to see an artist that maybe mm-hmm. they have never heard of, and maybe mm-hmm. they've just tasted a little bit of them. You know, when they when they do a search on Wikipedia or YouTube or something, right. I'm come out and hear them live. Um, last year, one of the artists we had was a harmonica player and he ble- from France. He blew everybody away. I mean, he was one of the artists that more people talked about after the festival was over. The people came, never heard of him. People were on their feet. Um, with his performance so it's you know it, it's 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 um it's an adventure
0: yeah. come out and have an yeah. adventure yeah. in rodney yeah. square yeah. yeah now uh for those for those four days on rodney square the 20th through the 23rd um people come in they bring their blankets their lawn chairs they can sit down will you will any of the streets be blocked off will you have any uh, vendors food vendors that sort of thing
1: lots of food vendors on market street um, and uh, also this year we're going to have uh, food trucks on king street because some part part of market street on the west side of market street between 10th and 11th is doing some construction so we'll have some food vendors on king street um, and food trucks also we'll have a couple of vendors inside uh, the park, uh, okay. some dessert vendors inside the park. So there will be plenty of, of things to eat. Um, we, uh, we also will have our merchandise, our traditional um, jazz festival mm-hmm. merchandise for mm-hmm. the collectors out there. There yeah. are some people who have t-shirts from every year. <laughs> so come and get your t-shirt this year. Um, so it will be uh, you know your standard festival atmosphere with sounds and smells and sights and people sitting shoulder to shoulder with other people um, who they've never met before and becoming friends by the end of the night.
0: That's great. Now, where can people find out more information about the uh, Jazz Festival?
1: On the City of Wilmington's main website, there's information about the Jazz Festival and also on CliffordBrownJazzFest.org.
0: Okay. I want to come back now. We, we have a couple minutes left. I want to come back to the uh, Boise-Lowry uh, program that you mentioned that will be the, the final yes. program. Uh, tell our listeners what that's all about, because it's really a fascinating program that Light Up the Queen Foundation does. Yes, it's the
1: yeah. Light Up the Queen Foundation. Again, I like to give a nod to uh, the Delaware Division of the Arts, not just because I'm here with the executive director, but because, <laughs> because it's important to recognize the importance of the support that we get from um, that you know particular state agency. Um, the Boise Lowry Living Jazz Residency, we are in our fourth year now. Of the, I think that's the, right, I yeah. think it's the fourth yeah. year of, you know, started uh, four years ago. Jonathan Whitney um, is, uh, you know, one of the spearhead people of this. He and I got together. Uh, we've been talking about doing something like this for years. It's two weeks, we have young jazz artists who not only compose but perform coming to Wilmington to work almost 24-7 during that two weeks on the, their new compositions and workshops um, and master classes. Um, and then the final uh, result of their two weeks' work is uh, displayed in a concert, which will happen on the 24th at 3.30 at the Queen, uh, the 24th of June at the Queen to end the uh, Dupain and Clifford Brown Jazz Festival.
0: And how are the participants selected for this program? It's highly competitive, I would imagine. It's
1: highly competitive, and participants come from all over the place. I mean, we've had, you know, from China, um, but you have to attend school or live in the United States. Um, there is an application process. You, uh, the the uh, applicants have to submit work samples as well as um, some, some, an essay that describes their artistic vision. Um, and then uh, we go through. We have a, a committee of people who listen, and we try to put together a group of people who that will make, we think, a good fit for the two weeks. And it's been extremely successful so far.
0: That's great. So it really sounds like an exciting an exciting week. Uh, again, j- just uh, in the short time we have, just uh, recap uh, some of the featured events you've got coming up.
1: June 17th through the 24th in downtown Wilmington, beginning with the, the Best of Duke Ellington Sacred Concerts on the 17th, um, continuing through the week with various activities, including main stage concerts in Rodney Square from uh, June 20th through the 23rd and ending at the Queen Theatre, uh, with the uh, Boise Lowry Living Jazz Residen- Residency graduates concert um, at the Queen Theater, three thirty on the twenty fourth.
0: Well, kudos to you for this this lineup of just some great performances and the the contributions that you're you're able to uh, muster through Saint Andrew and Matthew their 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 collaboration with you and. And uh, Barbara Gavados and and her team of musicians really sounds like a fascinating week of programming. Yeah,
1: we, we think so. Thank you.
0: Great. Well, thanks so much.